Hey everyone, welcome back into Triple Babble Podcast. I'm your host Trev. Um, I'm joined with uh, my other co-host uh, Hefe, as well as TP. And on this show, we talk all things um, NFL. Um, we give game breakdowns, analysis, fantasy football advice, betting angles, and of course, dedicated Dallas Cowboys content. How are you guys doing today? What's going on, Hefe? What's going on, TP? My hair is my hair is getting longer. My face, I think I'm growing a beard. I'm trying to catch a hefe over there. His beard's like, I think I'm trying to catch it. I don't know if you guys can see it. It's. I mean, I see some like patches. Um, it, I know. think I'm. I think I'm pretty it's close. Good. What do you guys? You guys think I'm pretty close? <laughs> it depends on how you define close. I would. I would say. Um, Is the glass half full or empty? There we go. There we go. I like the optimism. I like. I'm more of a glass half full kind of guy. So. I don't even. I don't even think. I guess it depends on the approach. I don't even think there's a drop in the glass yet, to be honest. But that's. But hang, <laughs> but hang on, hold hold on. Yeah, let me. I, I'll call you back. Yo, I just got off the phone with Micah, man. I was just talking to him, man. He was just telling me about that TD he got in. That shit was crazy. But what's good, guys? Man, we we back. We back at it. The three bandits, the triple babble. We are back to talk your heads off some more. Woo! Yeah, man, it's been it's been a long it's been a long week. Let's get some let's get some recap going on. Let's 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 recap week eight Sunday football. Let's see. Let let's let's start at the regular games. Let, we'll get into those primetime games at the end. Let's 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 get into a little bit of those uh, one o'clock you know four o'clock games. Panthers and Falcons, man. Panthers, man, they could have they could have had the division. This I had it mapped out. I had it mapped out. They had the division in their hands this week. But a a penalty that I mean, should that penalty have even happened? I mean, what what y'all think? I mean, I was I was I was sitting at the bar and you know watching it. It was very exciting. PJ Walker dying. I must say, dime, dart, whatever you want to call it. Laid it in DJ Moore's hands perfectly. And then he took his helmet off. I know, I know that the uh the helmet off penalty actually that comes from Emmett Smith, fun fact. And they started they started that penalty after Emmett Smith you take his helmet off with the touchdown. So um the person I was like, I don't know why they're flagging him. Something's not right there, because we've seen plenty of players take their helmets off mid-play or not mid-play, but you know, on the field. And they don't necessarily get flagged, but for some reason, DJ Moore gets flagged. I mean, any Eddie Pinheiro missing two potential game-winning kicks is frustrating. Now we're looking at a situation where, you know, you, Carolina could have blamed DJ Moore, but then um, I guess a ref, a professional analyst, professional, you know, one of the ref anal- that analyzed the game, they said, no, he wasn't supposed to be penalized. So I don't know. That could hurt Carolina in the long run. So just like we all thought, you know, Carolina and um, Atlanta are playing for first place in division, just like we all thought at the beginning of the year um, in a divisional matchup. And, of course, uh, like you guys just said, I mean, P.J. Walker, D.J. Moore, helmet comes off, missed extra um, extra point. I mean, let the guys celebrate. Let them have fun. I think this is a bit too much with that uh, penalty, at, like uh, – TP said, I mean, he was out of the zone of play, so probably shouldn't have been one, but it is what it is. They called it how they called it, and, you know, that was the game. A very exciting game at the end, though. I mean, that's that's awesome. I mean, that'll just be a moment. Um, 
and NFL moment we'll talk about for a while. Remember that time we're going to back up through that crazy touchdown pass and dude threw his helmet off. So this is one of those moments, um, super enjoyable, super entertaining. Just let kids play. I mean, I don't think it's that serious, but I'm not a, I'm not a judge. So but exciting game. Exciting game for uh for that division. <laughs> it's kind of wild. Yeah, all them kids at this point. <laughs> yeah, that's a, I mean, it is pretty wild that we call them kids. I mean, it's just are they younger insane, than us? But... Are they younger than us? <laughs> uh, you're that's right, all I gotta you're say. Right. You're right. Gotta right. Say. <laughs> they are. <laughs> you're right. They're kids. You're right. <laughs> it's just wild. It's, it's like wild calling professional athletes kids. We're all born in the early '90s, so guess, they they are. I guess kids. when you look at it like that, I guess they when you gotta kids. look at it like that, they are. Yeah, yeah they are technically kids. It's just I'm not. I guess I'm not my kid mentally. So that's that's why <laughs> that's where the disconnect is. It is crazy, but you know what? We'll see how these Panthers respond. They have to play the uh, the Bengals in Cincinnati this coming week, so we'll we'll see how those 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 Panthers respond. But let's get into the, the the Raiders, man. They they came off a bye, going to New Orleans, and I was looking. I had to look on three different apps. They didn't. I, all I saw was zero zero zero. I was like, I had to make sure they didn't score one time. One time, all that talent, no field goal. Look, man, there's there's something going there's something going on in Las Vegas. I don't know what it is, but something is going awry. They have I'll tell you what's going on. It's sports betting. That's what's going on. I think you're right. And <laughs> FanDuel's coming to Maryland, and you know this this is the beginning of my gambling addiction. You know, another gamble. We're locked in, baby. I'm locking it in already. What's what's the over under by week by week? Uh, what's the week over under week thirteen? I've made that phone call already. Look, I just want to. I just want to say. I want to say for everyone listening, we are not sponsoring TP's potential gambling addiction. We are not sponsoring it. We are going to put a stop to it um, if we see it get out of hand. So I just for the concerned parties, it will not get out of hand. We we will. We will. I do have Gamblers Anonymous. It's locked in on my phone. It's on speed dial. We're. I'm ready to go. No, 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 it's all it's all jokes. I'm not I'm not gonna get it. I have other addictions that I need to deal with anyway. Not gambling is not gonna be another one. But I mean, at least Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara, you know, he got really involved in this game. Three touchdowns, Andy Dalton looked a little bit of those old self, two TDs, two hundred and thirty yards. Gambling. I don't know if there's trouble on the inside, but I know Devontae Adams wishes he was not <laughs> traded to Las Vegas. I know that for sure. Or at least, you know, ended up there. Yeah, and and it's really unfortunate. And you know, this this coming week they get to go to Jacksonville. They get to play a team that I believe they've lost five straight now at this point. So it, it's gonna be that that's gonna be a very interesting game for both parties involved. I mean, Jacksonville needs they need to win. And the Raiders just got embarrassed. So I'm 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 curious to see that next matchup too. Uh but let's let's get into the next one. We had the Cardinals and the Vikings this week, man. And and the Vikings continued their dominance, continued their dominance at home. They are 4-0 at home this season, in case nobody knew. They are now leading – They are, no, I'm sorry. They are still leading that division. Let me correct myself. They are still leading that division. How y'all feel about these Vikings, man? Are they, they, they running through their schedule right now. Can't, are we going to say – um, yeah, I'll go. So, I mean, I think the Vikings are just playing out of their mind right now. I mean, look at week one. They beat the um, the Packers, and they've only lost – I mean, 
the divisional rival, and they've only lost to the Philadelphia Eagles at this point in the season, the only undefeated team in the league. So, I mean, they're looking really, really good. I mean, Kirk Cousins is is lighting it up. Um, Justin Jefferson's having an excellent season, as we all anticipated. Um, the run game looks good. The team is relatively healthy, and they just made key acquisition, trade acquisition within the division. So they look like they're primed to make a deep playoff run. I think this Vikings team is for real, although I myself had doubts at the beginning of the season. Um, just because if we look at past seasons, they've been kind of that 8-8 eight and eight team, you know, just barely making it 500 or right below. But they look for real. They look good. Yeah. I mean, going up against Kyler Murray, those three TDs, you know, 326 yards, you would assume that – you know, Arizona comes out with a win there, but he also throws two interceptions. To Darius Smith, three sacks. Um, Harrison Phillips also bringing him down at the end of the game. It, you know, you get Dalvin Cook involved in the game as well. I think he had a season high for 112, 110 yards, somewhere around there. But, I mean, the Vikings do look good. Kirk Cousins is now adding to his arsenal, just like you said earlier, Trev, with um, TJ Hawkinson. And that's going to be a good person to pair with um, Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson. Um, I want to see Justin Jefferson get in the end zone a little bit more. He hasn't really done a lot of scoring, but he is primed to um, break their franchise record for receiving yards by Randy Moss. So, I mean, just like you're saying, this Viking team's look. This Viking team looks really good, better than most years. So, I mean, hopefully they're not primed to make too deep of a run. But I mean, if we're going to be honest here, this Viking team looks really good. Yeah, yeah, they do, unfortunately. Um, but you know, we'll see what happens this coming week. They have to. They 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 travel right right in our back door to to land over. And they get to play the comeback commanders. So that'll that'll be a very interesting, fun game, too. That'll be a nice little revenge game for the boy. So we'll see what happens. Um, up next, we got the Giants at Seattle. Now, going into this game personally, I thought the Giants should be able to take care of business. But this is, is this the end of their dominance now? Or is this is this the end of the road? Should should I break out the little violin? I don't think it's in the road for the Vikings. I mean, I said the Vikings. I apologize, everyone. I don't think it's in the road for the New York Giants. Um, they have proved time and again this season that they are a resilient team. They make a lot of halftime adjustments in games that they were down at half. They seem to go in the locker room, change their game plan, and just kind of flip a switch. So I don't think they're down. Um, they lost to a team that is surging currently. I mean, Geno Smith is playing out of his mind. We've got this team, um, you know, no one expected them to, you know, be at this point in the season. A lot of folks were looking at this team going in as a team that is not going to have a lot of wins. Their defense is bad. And just the way the Giants have played football so far this season, I thought that they would be able to manage a win, relying on their defense, relying on running the football, and really just carving up that defense. Um, and that didn't happen. So I get it. It's any given Sunday. So sometimes these things happen. Uh, I believe it was last year, I think, the – Seattle Seahawks uh, lost to the New York Giants uh, when Russell Wilson was still there. So this was a matchup, I don't know, a revenge matchup, so to speak. So, um, yeah, they got their, they got their lick back, and, uh, yeah, they, they won. So um, just two pretty good teams that, you know, just have a history of, you know, kind of going back and forth. I, I wouldn't take it as the Giants season is over, and I don't think this means the Seahawks are going to be world leaders for the rest of the year either, um, even though they've proved um, to be a fairly formidable team so far. Yeah, I mean, when you when you're able to take out, you know, basically what looks like the league's best running back this year with Saquon Barkley, I think he only averaged around three yards, three yards, or the the Giants average like three rushing yards per game for this team. I mean, for this game, you know, the Seahawks that's that's the formula to beat this Giants team. They don't really have any of their receivers, 
So it, it's it's difficult for them to get involved in the game offensively if you take Saquon Barkley out of the game. Because Daniel Jones, he likes to run he, he likes to run for what it's worth. He doesn't have any receivers really throw the ball to. So and I like how DK Metcalf he uh, faked that fade route and he's like, Oh no, 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 I, I'm still going to the corner of the end zone. It's not right now. So <laughs> you know, we love to see that. Um yeah, I mean, they lose to the Seahawks. The Seahawks are a bad team. The Giants, they're they're still gonna be contenders. NFC East might have three teams in the playoffs. I, I don't expect the Giants to falter too much. As like Trev said, they're a very resilient team. They do make adjustments in the second half. They are known for coming back and winning close games. This game, they just, you know, we see the formula to beat the Giants. And we kind of, we kind of showed the NFL as well how to do it. So aside from that 42-yard TD run that I somehow keep talking about week after week. But, um, yeah, I think the Giants are still – they're still here. It's not over for them yet. Yeah, and I'm going to have to agree with you guys both. I mean, you know, this week coming up, they'll get their bye week. They'll get a week to rest. They'll get a week to rethink everything, figure things out. And then they get to play at home after that against a terrible Houston Texan team. So, I mean, things are things are probably looking good for them right now. Um, but let, you know what? Let, let, let's go ahead. Let's get into some NFL trades right now. Let's, let, let's go ahead and how about, we, how about we give these guys some grades, these teams some grades? Uh, we, you guys just talked about it briefly. Let, let, let's give this trade a grade, that TJ Hawkinson trade a grade. Personally, for me, I give that a B. How y'all feel? I'm going to have to give it a C. And I'm giving it a C because this was a uh, divisional trade between division rivals, which does not happen often, which makes me wonder what was the true market for TJ Hawkinson. I understand the Vikings were in need of a tight end. Their starting tight end, Irv Smith, has actually been um, hurt um, as of last game. I think he left the game in the third or fourth quarter, and they definitely need someone. Uh, this is a team that is, you know, six and one. They've only lost to the single um, undefeated team in this league, the Philadelphia Eagles, as I said before. So I think they see themselves as a team that can really make it deep in the playoffs this year. Um, saying that, I think they just looked for the best tight end that was available on the market, which happened to be in the division. And they, you know, they paid the price. It's just interesting that they were able to do that in the division. I think it's a plus for them, but it's just so weird that it that it happened in the division. So it's just, anytime you see that, I just kind of turn my eye up to it. So I think it could potentially work out. I just, um, the way this offense works, they just feed the ball to Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson, um, particularly with his time in, Detroit, uh, he's been a pass-catching tight end. He hasn't particularly been someone that has, you know, uh, done a lot of blocking assignments, although he can do that. It was Hawkinson and it was um, Amon Ross St. Brown. Those are – that's the offense um, along with their running game. So the fact that he was uh, primarily a pass-catcher versus uh, a blocker in, in the run game just makes me think, like, well, Kirk Cousins isn't the type of guy that feeds a lot of um, players. He's got, like, maybe – you know, one guy and he's got his running back, you know, so Jefferson in this situation, he still has Cook there. And um, he's definitely a guy that likes to dump it off to his running back. So I'd like to see how he's inserting to this offense, how he's going to, uh, what role he's going to play. So that's why I give it a C for now. I think, you know, we think about Hawkinson, we think about the yards, the catches, the touchdowns, but I like to see how he's integrated. So I give it a C for now. <clears throat> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll sit in the middle between both of you. Um I get about a B minus. Not really, not really upset with the decision. You know, I, I do think it makes the Minnesota offense a little bit more viable. Um, but to Trev's point, Kirk Cousins does tend to lock in on certain receivers, and then you know it's kind of chill. 
But I think it'll be interesting to see if he does want to spread the ball around a little bit more. He'll have another target to add to his repertoire. And, I mean, if, if he does start throwing the ball to Hawkinson, then, I mean, they're going to have a really well-balanced offense going into, you know, the latter half of the season and into the playoffs potentially. Um, the Lions are clearly in a rebuild. You know, I don't know how long they've been in a rebuild. feels like forever. But, I mean, they were able to snag two draft picks, so we can't be upset about that either. I think both teams, I guess they kind of came out with wins, but I think it's more beneficial for the Viking side as they're, you know, it increases their chances of being contenders in this playoff run that they're trying to make. Okay. Um, uh, I got another one. How about the Bears, man? They, they, they traded Quinn to the Eagles, and then they acquired Chase Claypool from the Steelers. Uh, so let's let first um, for the Eagles, going ahead and getting Quinn doing that. Unfortunately, I got to give them an A, maybe an A plus for that. I mean, they don't even have to pay the man for real. So I mean, that's like that's money in the bag. Uh, as far as them acquiring Chase Claypool for Justin Fields, I'm gonna say about a C plus. I'm gonna give that about a C plus. How, how y'all feel? I agree with your A grade that you gave the Eagles acquiring Robert Quinn. I think that was a great pickup. I mean, that's this team already played great defense to add someone like him, who was uh, previously with the Dallas Cowboys um, last year, who played so well, he earned himself a contract. And to be able to acquire that player for, um, you know, some draft capital, you know, I think it was a fourth round pick. It's excellent. Uh, I give that grade an A. Uh, the addition of Chase Claypool, um, I would probably say that would be something like um, probably like a B minus, I'd say. And Justin Fields has just looked better and better each and every week. He's playing a lot better. He looks more confident throwing the ball. Yes, he still runs. He's so quick and nimble, um, but he's merely making some great decisions on ball placement and just the types of plays that, you know, they're adjusting for him. To get a guy like Claypool, big body receiver, can really kind of just uh, go up and catch the ball, I think that's an excellent addition for this for this offense and the style of football that he plays. So um, I'll say a B minus uh, just because this team knows their strength is running the football. So to get a pass catcher is great. But their strength is in running the football, uh, which I will think they will continue to focus on. But uh, this does not hurt the Bears at all. So I, I give it a, a B minus grade. Yeah, I think I'm on board with you with the B minus, with, with, with the Claypool aspect of it, at least. Because, I mean, realistically, Justin Fields, a, a lot of his a lot of his playmaking is done on the is done on the ground. And they do are they are a pretty run heavy team. But Justin Fields, let's hope that you can get it together. You know what I mean? You didn't look bad last week, you know, throwing some darts. So, you know, we, we always want to see positivity on that side of the ball. Um, what's their other receiver's last name? Or his name Mooney? Daryl Mooney. Daryl Mooney, yeah. So I mean, it'll be nice to have him paired. I'm I'm sure that Claypool's a little upset. But I mean, Justin Fields is probably better than Kenny Pickett, so we'll see. Well, who knows about that? He is he is definitely better than Kenny. So, yeah. far. so far. So far. So far. So far. I'm not really convinced with this Robert Quinn trade yet. He hasn't really done much. I mean, our from my understanding, Donovan Mitchell had more sacks than Robert Quinn this season, at least last week. So I'm not sure how I feel about this Robert Quinn trade yet. I'll, I'm going to settle on a B minus for right now. We'll see what he actually does. The Eagles defense was already pretty stout anyway. So, I mean, yes, it does help to have a name like Robert Quinn on your defense, but whether he's really going to contribute, that's what matters to me. So. I think one important detail with Robert Quinn that we're overlooking was that he played against the Eagles twice last year. Mm. And he played for the Cowboys, um, obviously, all year. So he kind of understands how 
Um, good defense should look. And um, it's just that divisional experience. I think that'll play a factor that we might be overlooking, potentially. Yeah, that is that is usually how that goes. Yeah. I don't know if y'all saw the article, but Mike McCarthy seems to think otherwise. He's not phased by that at all. He shouldn't be. He has a whole team to manage, not one yeah. player. So. <laughs> that's, not, that's not the conversation you have. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Uh, let's get in. I got one more, and I think uh, TP's got two for us. Uh, real quick, I got the – the Broncos traded Chubb to Miami. Uh, for Miami, I'm going to have to go ahead. I'll, I'll give them. I'll have to give them a B plus. I have to give them a B plus for that one. That was a good. That was a pretty good pickup for them. How about what y'all think? I agree. I want to give them a B. Uh, well, actually, no. I changed my mind. I'm going to give them a minus. Actually, they managed to turn the trade um, with uh, San Francisco that they did. I think it was San Francisco to acquire um, – when San Francisco acquired the picks in order to get Trey Lance, they were able to turn those draft uh, – the draft capital they received into uh, Tyreek Hill when they uh, traded with Kansas City, uh, Bradley Chubb now, and I'm missing, like, one more player. I think there's a third player. Waddle. It was Waddle. Wa- it was Waddle. Okay. It, it was Jalen Waddle. So, I, pretty impressive haul what they did with all that draft capital. I thought that was amazing um, just to turn – to to get a player of that caliber um, in the middle of the season where they think they're going to make a deep run, where I can't really look at this team and see that there are any key weaknesses. I thought was excellent. I mean, they, they seem, you know, they got Jeff Wilson as well on a trade with San Francisco. So I do think they're found to obviously make a deep run. They'll be in the running with Buffalo, excuse me, for the remaining of the year to win that particular division. Uh, both teams can easily make the playoffs the way the AFC is looking currently. So I, I think it was a great trade. I mean, uh, Denver just doesn't look like a team that's going to, you know, obviously win that division. It, they do not look like it right now. So the fact that they even offered them up kind of tells you where they're headed so far. But great trade, great pickup. Uh, Miami's defense has been good this season, but they don't travel well. On the road, uh, they give up way more points than they give at home. I think in addition to someone like Chubb, was just is really going to um, – really helped their defense a lot. So I, I like the trade. I, I want to give it an, um, an A, A minus. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, so, uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Uh I just want to say one one curious uh, or one interesting note about Miami. They they are the only team in their division, actually, that, that has minus point differential. So to uh, go on to what he said about their defense, they, they are minus 14 as far as point differential right now. That's not good. Yeah. Stuff that that dope. They who who beat them was like forty to zero or something like that. Who skunked them? That was uh, yeah. the Jets. The J T S. Yeah. J E T S. Jets. That that was that was a, so you know quarterbacks do not play defense, but if you remember, two attack Beloa had that uh, concussion, pretty bad concussion, and since then it's a combination of Teddy Bridgewater and their rookie quarterback. And, you know, obviously, like I said, quarterbacks do not play defense, but they can um, dictate how the defense plays, meaning, you know, if the offense is constantly off the field, the defense is on the field tiring out more. Uh, if the offense messes up, fumbles, throws interceptions, you know, that's points scored that, you know, count against that uh, the defensive t- uh, statistic. So just a bit of context for that as well. Yeah, I was going to say there's a direct correlation the quarterback missing in that point differential in that game specifically. But it's funny that I have to up the, the two trades that I had because that's one of the trades that I had, the Jeff the Jeff Wilson trade. Because, I mean, Mike McDaniel is actually pretty familiar with Jeff Wilson. 
And I mean, for what it's worth, Chase Edmonds has not been performing really well for Miami. And neither was has or neither has from Mostart from Mostert. So I think it's gonna be interesting to see how Jeff Wilson you know gets acclimated into that offense. And Bradley Chubb, that's a very big pickup. I definitely give that trade an A. I mean, he ranks third in pass rush win rate. Um, and he's only behind Michael Parsons and Miles Garrett. And he's average, I mean, he's got about five and a half sacks through eight games. So I mean he's gonna be partnered up alongside Jalen Phillips. So that's gonna be really it's gonna look it's gonna look pretty well for them. That Dolphins defense is gonna look well in the front seven. Um the Dolphins may make a push for the playoffs. I mean, I'm pretty sure Buffalo's gonna win that division, but they can sneak in the wild card. Who's to say what happens, you know, any given Sunday or Saturday, they get in the playoffs. I'm definitely giving that Bradley Chubb trade an A. Um, the Jeff Wilson trade. I'm giving it about a B minus. We'll see how it pans out because Miami's not really running the ball that well. But, you know, anything to add to that offense, can't be upset with it. Um, that for that Jeff Wilson trade, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be completely honest. I'm, I'm giving that maybe a C, maybe a C minus. Um, like you said, they don't run the ball. I, I, I just, I don't see him being any better than he was. Yeah, I agree with you. Jeff Wilson wasn't looked at as a good runner last year, but this year he's had a few games, he's had a few moments where he's done well, and I think that's kind of changed folks' perception of him. But I think the key connection here is uh, the head coach for uh, Miami, his uh, familiarity with Jeff Wilson coming from that staff uh, under Kyle Shanahan, and I think that's you know really the key here. Raheem Mostert actually has been playing pretty well this season, and he's a guy that you know also played under Kyle Shanahan, and um, you know, he's um, – I think it's insurance, really. Just he's familiar with how they, you know, like to run the ball, the different schemes. And um, he's often an injury-prone guy. And so far he has not been hurt this year, uh, to my knowledge. Um, I don't even think there's been any injury report concerns. There was a concern last week where he was um, limited a little bit during the game after he started. And um, during goal line situations, they put their backup running back into the game. So – I really think it's an insurance policy, someone who's also familiar with how uh, that offense uh, uh, running the ball likes to go. So, But I, I'd probably give the trade about a C, C plus. <clears throat> okay. And I believe, TP, you have one more trade for us, to, uh, Greg? Speaking of FanDuel, Las Vegas, all the gambling in the world today, the Jacksonville Jaguars acquired our favorite gambler himself, Calvin Ridley. And Atlanta receives a 2023 fifth-round pick and a conditional fourth-round pick in 2024. Now, if Calvin Ridley comes back and performs well, it'll be very interesting to see what um, Trevor Lawrence does with this offense. Um, now, this conditional fourth-round pick does turn into a second-round pick. Granted, if Ridley um, is reinstated and actually plays in Jacksonville, so I, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give Jacksonville a B right now because they also may not have to pay him if he doesn't play too well. But you know, we'll see because Calvin really hasn't played in about a year and some change, so he's had some mental issues as well as he is a degenerate gambler. So it's gonna be interesting to see. But I, I mean, Jacksonville, what a play, man! I like. Let's get this offense going. I love this trade because Calvin Ridley, I believe he's on his rookie contract still. So, I mean, they're not paying him too much. And I also believe when he got suspended for gambling, uh, he had to 
forego, I think, like a signing bonus, some of the signing bonus he got for his initial rookie deal for the NFL, something like that. So I can't imagine he's owed too much money. He, We've already seen that he can ball. The guy is really, really good. I mean, he was playing with uh, aging Matt Ryan, and uh, his guy was still balling out. Um, and this was with Julio Jones on the field at different points in time. So, I mean, I think it's an excellent trade. Anytime you get a young talent that isn't owed a lot of money, that's, you know, probably only going to get better. You know, he's healthy. Um, he's been not getting hit for, um, you know, when the season starts next year for a year. So um, I love that trade. Um, uh, but you never know. You never know how players click together. So I'm going to give the trade a B plus just for the potential. And um, it looks like Trevor Lawrence might have a true wide receiver one. So I love the trade. Yeah, I think I think that could be a great trade for him. I mean, it really depends on how he plays. Um, I'm going to go ahead. I'll, I'll give that trade a B. It was a great pickup for Jacksonville. I mean, the, he can play as long as he stops gambling. <laughs> we'll see what happens, though. Um, but you know what? Let's see. We're about the halfway point of the season. We get into to the to the point where everything everything's starting to really matter. Well, let, let let's take a look at the standings. Let's let's start in the AFC. Do we have any clear cut division winners here? In the East, we got the Bills, the Jets, the Dolphins, the Patriots. I mean, I, personally for me, I think the Bills got this division on lock. I, I don't see them losing this division. Y'all, y'all I agree, agree, disagree? I agree. The Bills have it on lock. It's their division to lose. Um, Miami's, I, I think they'll be the second-place team. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets, uh, they've already beaten Miami this year, if the Jets were able to sneak in second place uh, for this division. But I do think the Bills um, – have this division unlocked. <clears throat> Patriots, yeah. nothing. I, they're they're not winning this division. Not this year. I don't think Mac Jones is it from everything it's, I've seen. That's that's my opinion. Maybe he needs better receivers. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it's it's it. it's definitely last place Patriots this year. I mean, I, Mac Jones isn't. I'm sorry, Bill, but not this year, buddy. No, nah, they they what, did what just beat think? the Jets. They did just beat the Jets uh, this past weekend. Yeah, but they've been they've been beating them for. They years. always beat the Jets. <laughs> they've been beating them for years. T- TP, what what do you think, real quick, about this East AFC East? Even though the Eagles are undefeated, the, the no, 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 the AFC, AFC, East. AFC no, 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 no. East. I, I know. I, I'm 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 prefacing this by saying I understand that the Eagles are undefeated, but I'm saying that the Buffalo Bills are the best team in the NFL. So yes, I do believe that they have that division locked up, even though. The Jets and Miami are both five and three. There's there's nothing stopping the Bills unless they stop themselves. So I know I know it's sounding crazy because I started talking about the Eagles and the AFC and the NFC. <laughs> yeah, that's I was definitely locked in. I was locked in. <laughs> we knew you were. We didn't we didn't we yeah. didn't <laughs> they were like, exactly oh, no, 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 I didn't exactly I just don't like I just the Eagles, man, it, it, it sends me nightmares when I hear the words. That's all. <laughs> whoa, 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 yeah. we're talking about the AFC East, buddy. I was like, oh no, no, I, I don't want to talk about them any more than they're they're due. No, but, absolutely. But let's get into the North, man, to the North. We got the Ravens. We got the Bengals. We got the Browns, Steelers. Right now, the Ravens lead this division. Uh, it's pretty close, though. Um, I don't – if you ask me, I don't know who wins this division right now. It's 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 up in the air right now. What do you think, Trev? So, it is very much up in the air. The way Baltimore has played this year – they could be an undefeated team, and they could also be what they currently are, which I believe is five and three, uh, pretty easily. Just a few um, decisions by the head coach could easily have made this um, team have a very, very different record. 
Uh, they did just beat the uh, Buccaneers on Thursday night football, but everyone's beating the Buccaneers. It doesn't matter where it's at. <laughs> so uh, for this division, you have to think about Cleveland, obviously. Uh, they look pretty good against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals recently. But I do think that the Steelers will probably not win this division. I think they are probably going to be the team that comes in uh, fourth place, unfortunately. Uh, they've been such a good team for so many years, not having a losing record. But I really, really believe this is that developmental year and just some of the early injuries, the offensive line play so far, uh, just kind of lead to that. Uh, they did beat the Buccaneers, though. Like I said, everyone's beating the Buccaneers. But – I think this will division will really come down to how Deshaun Watson's play is once he returns. Uh, the Browns are in a decent place. I thought they'd be in a better place uh, from the way they started the season, particularly first two games. Uh, so when Deshaun returns, I think, you know, does he have rust? You know, how good does he play? How well does he click with his offense? We saw limited action from him during the preseason. So, um, and it wasn't really good, to be honest. So it'll be interesting to see how he returns, how, you know, how he starts taking hits, you know, that sort of thing. I really think it lays, lies, I think this season for the Browns lays on the shoulder of Deshaun Watson. Um, I think Baltimore should win this division. Um, and the only reason I'm doubting Cleveland is just because of the rust from the quarterback. When Deshaun Watson was playing, he was easily a top three, four quarterback in the entire league. Um, he's just had a lot of time off. So uh, it'll be about almost two years at this point. So um, that that's what worries me. But I, I do think the Buccaneers um, could do it. Uh, Bengals are still right there. Um, they just lost their wide receiver one. He's going to be out for a few weeks. Uh, and the way they played against uh, Cleveland was not promising at all. So that, that team kind of worries me a little bit. But they were that team last year that um, did not really play too well during the regular season, got very hot at the end, and then made the playoffs and, you know, the rest is history, made the Super Bowl. So – I like Baltimore. I got to rock with them. Um, as you both know, TP and Hefe, I got to rock with Baltimore. So that's that's my pick right now. <clears throat> yeah, I think Baltimore. I think Baltimore should get this. Should should win the division. Also, didn't they? They just require um, acquired Roquan Smith, right? They did. Yes, they did. Yeah. So Baltimore should pretty shared up on the on the defense side of the ball. I mean, as long as they get their pass defense together, I think they should be fine. Um, I don't want to say I'm excited to see Deshaun play, but I mean, teamed up with Amari Cooper. I mean, he he and Dak have very similar play styles. I mean, you could argue when he was playing in Houston that you know Deshaun was better than Dak. I'm personally not gonna have that discussion here, but Deshaun is good, and if he looks anything like he did in Houston with Amari Cooper and you know with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt that offense is going to be very stout and their defense isn't, they aren't any slashes either. So if they have a little bit of time and they can stay in shape to like week 13, when he comes back, Cleveland might have something to say. Maybe they can stick it to the wild card, but I think Lamar Jackson, you know, he started off the season hot. I think he can still be a capable quarterback and get back to how he started. I don't know what's going on with that, but you know, I think, I think that Baltimore, it's, it's Baltimore's division to lose more or less. I know. Okay. Please for me to talk about this. Sorry, Mike. Sorry, Mr. Tomlin or Coach Tomlin. I know this might be your first year under 500. It's it's very disheartening, but sometimes how the cookie crumbles, brother. Yikes! Not much love for the Steelers and not much love for the Bengals, who were just in the Super Bowl, but they're 0 3 in the division this year. So, you know what though? TP, TP. Let's get into your favorite division. Your favorite division, the AFC South. I know what you're looking. Hey, Trev, you see that smile on his face? 
Trev, you see that big smile? Look at that. I'm actually going to turn on the Astros Phillies game while you guys <laughs> discuss the AFC South. Uh, I have nothing positive to say about them, but yes, Tennessee. You got, you, yeah. <laughs> you got the Titans, you got the Colts, you got the Jags, you got the Texans. Personally, for me, this is the Titans division to lose. They started this season, and I know me and Trev talked about this a lot. We thought they was just going to tank. Remember, tanking Titans. The tanking yeah. Titans. But you know what, man? After that second game, they something happened in that locker room. They ripped off five straight now. Five. Count them on one finger. We almost on two. Woo! This is their division to lose. I'm going to say that much. TP, how do you feel about your favorite division, though? I want you to send me that fan duel link right now. That's what I want you to do. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> I mean, really, in, in, in all seriousness, um, you know, Jacksonville was competitive. And they still kind of are competitive. Um, Travis Entian Jr. had an excellent game last week. Um, now they got rid of James Robinson. We see who the real running back should have been. Um, you know, unfortunately, they won't have access to Calvin really. But, I mean, Jacksonville in the future – in the future, I wouldn't be surprised if they can start sneaking this division out. But no, this is this is Tennessee's division, man. After dropping two, they won five straight. I mean, they're getting back to the formula, just running the ball down your throat. And once it gets colder, Derrick Henry becomes a lot more effective because nobody wants to tackle him for 40, um, 60 minutes. I was thinking NBA. I was, I was thinking NBA and baseball. Everything's just confusing when I talk about the AFC South because nothing matters down there. Now, but it'll it'll now here we'll watch because I'm talking all this trash about the Titans and watch they'll make it to like the AFC Championship game on some flu shit. It's gonna be ridiculous. But yeah, I'm picking Tennessee here. Uh, Trev, how you feel about this division? Everything TP just said, and remember, the Tennessee Titans were number one seed in the AFC last year. They were. Why? Why that can't was- they do it again? Um, I, they probably won't be this year because I think Buffalo will probably have the uh, the best record at the end of the season. But, I mean, they're not looking too bad. They play in a very weak division, division that is, you know, like TP said, is theirs to lose. Um, but I think, think people are looking, underlooking a crucial, crucial factor. They have benched Ryan Tannehill. Malik Willis is starting quarterback, Tennessee going forward. He did not have a great, particularly great outing. But he didn't make too many mistakes either. Um, and that's just looking looking at the stat line. It was Derrick Henry's game. He dominated, absolutely dominated that game. I expect that to continue in the winter months. But at some point, they got to get better at passing the football. And I wonder, will Malik Willis be proficient or at least better than Ryan Tannehill doing so? I don't know. I don't know. I haven't seen enough of him play. But he looks promising. Um, he's got some legs under him. So um, I think that opens up a lot of lanes for Henry. You know, if you don't know who's going to run, the quarterback or the running back. So I think that gives an advantage to that team where their strong suit is obviously running the football. So, yeah, it's their division to lose. Now, if something crazy would happen and there were serious injuries, I think Jacksonville would be the team to look at. But that's what I got. It's Titans, right. Titans, and Titans. That's it. Right away, man. You did. I was you're not the center link right away, but I do appreciate it because now I'm gonna start my gambling starts the generacy, baby. No, well, hold, well, it's actually not launched officially yet, so I sent it to you so you can, you know, you. Know, I'm not gonna say it on air, but it starts with pre and, well, you know, there you go. Just imagine the rest. Did you see the excitement? <laughs> 
and the reflection and TQ's glasses. Like, you, you can see. <laughs> it's actually insane. You know what's going on, man. You know what's going on over here. It was, hey, look, it was almost as exciting as this next division we're going to get into when the Kansas City Chiefs drafted Patrick Mahomes. Yo, I know all the screens of those little kids were like, Oh, my yes. God. Yes. It looked like that. TP's face looked just like that. That's crazy. But, yeah, let's get right into it. The AFC West, man, the Chiefs right now leading. You got the, then the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders. Um, this division, man, once again, should be the Chiefs division to lose, just like it was last year, the year before that, and so on and so forth. I mean, this is Mahomes' division. To, Mah- my fault. Mahomes and Andy Reid, because Andy Reid is a great coach. Let us not forget. This is yeah. Mahomes and Andy Reid's division to lose. Mm-hmm. So that's my take on that one. How, Trev, how do you feel? Um, I got one word. Chiefs. <laughs> well, <laughs> TP, he, he made it short and sweet. How do you feel? I have two words. Kansas City. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Hey, look, great, I'm blown away. Great analysis. Great analysis, guys. I mean, that yeah, was, that I mean, was deep. The, the Chargers, <laughs> they, I mean, they got they got uh, Keenan Allen back. So nah, he's, I don't think he's coming back, man. Like, he was, said, uh, wait a minute, though. Uh, Can I want up y'all real quick? Go ahead. I got, three, I got three words for y'all. Kansas City Chiefs. There it is. <laughs> look at that. Look at that, man. Did it, did it, Keenan Allen play? What was it? Two weeks ago? Or is he, did yeah, he, he played. He played. He played for the yeah, first he half. He was on a snap count, and they took him out. He caught two balls. He had two targets. I mean, Kyle was thrown. <laughs> he um, had a setback today, um, according to the coaching staff. Uh, his hamstring, which has been the lingering injury, has not responded uh, well at this point to any type of um, rehab he's been doing. I mean, he's thirty year old, I believe, um, with hamstring injury, soft tissue. Injury. I like to look at basketball in this comparison. You look at James Harden last year. Um, his ailment, I know it was a different sport, but his ailment was a hamstring injury. James Harden's not the young guy he was on the Rockets, a uh, little bit older in his 30s now. Um, hamstring injury, soft tissue injuries are in general just very, very hard to recover from. So anytime I see an NFL player that's having soft tissue injuries and they're not like 23 years old, 24, it worries me a little bit because it just takes longer for their body to recover. I'm not saying they can't. It's just going to take longer, so he may not be effective until, you know, the end of the season if he is at all. And at that point, it's like you're in the playoffs or you're not. So, uh, you know, I look at Keenan Allen as a guy that probably won't be contributing much. I mean, he might force himself, but, I mean, he's just causing himself more harm than good. So, um, But I saw that report today. He's on my fantasy team, both of my fantasy teams this year. So um, I really haven't been playing him too much. He's just uh, been riding the bench. Uh, sorry about that, man. Well, you know, let's get into the other west side of the world, the NFC. You got the Seahawks leading right now. Then you got the 49ers and the defending champs, the Rams and, and the Cardinals. And, yes, I said the defending champs are third place right now. That's insane. Wow. Um, personally, for me, I think this division belongs to the 49ers this year. I think they should rise up and and Jimmy G should get it done, unfortunately. Um, as much as last year hurts me to say, the 49ers, I, I do believe this is their division to go ahead and, and take control of eventually. Um, Trev, how you feeling? Got to agree 110%. These are not last year's Rams. They're not. Um, and I'm going to end it with that. They're not going to win 10 games this year. Um, the 49ers are the team that was most 
active uh, in this particular division at the trade deadline. Um, they acquired running back Christian McCaffrey, who is a superstar. Um, I think, you know, what we saw this past Sunday, we saw McCaffrey uh, score three touchdowns, passing touchdown, rushing touchdown, receiving touchdown, just like we all expected. And I really mean that. I mean, at some point, um, we just knew he was going to, you know, just break out and, and be an all-star for his team. Um, they've got so many weapons over there. Um, it's such a well-run team. The coaching is excellent. I don't see how they lose this division. Uh, Seattle's a surprise, but um, honestly, don't see how they lose. Yeah, I don't, how you feel. I don't think Seattle can. I mean, Seattle. It's it's a feel good story for guys like Geno Smith. You know, um, I was happy to see somebody. You know, when everybody wrote them off, that they don't. You know, they they just keep riding. So kudos to Geno. But this 49ers team is just a well oiled machine. When it's when it's when it's time to get down and gritty, we'll just get the job done. Both sides of the football, Forty Niners is very stout. And adding adding Christian McCaffrey, it, it's almost unfair, at least in their division. The Rams are not who we thought they were going to be coming into the season after the Super Bowl, but you know, I don't want to say it's a fluke, but I mean, hey, they they got their one. Congratulations, Matthew Stafford. Cardinals. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 just dropped. Say goodbye to Kyle Murray. So <laughs> we can we can we can call that. He's he's gonna figure out all the glitches. So I'll be turning it I'll be tuning into his Twitch streams when they start in the offseason. So I think it's I think it's the 49ers division of lose, even though they're in second place right now. I expect that to not be the case by the end of the season. Now let's get into your other side of the world, another side of your favorite division, TP, the NFC South. You got the Falcons leading right now with the Bucks. Next, you got the Saints. You got the Panthers. Oh, you know, and one thing real quick, the craziest thing about this division, this is the only division in football that every team has a negative point differential. Minus five, minus five, minus one, minus 28. Just what are they doing? Who knows? Almost every team is almost under 500 too. And if you ask me to pick a clear-cut division winner right now, I think all of them should miss the playoffs, if you ask me. I don't think any team in this division deserves to make the playoffs. Not even Tom Brady. Um, but if, if I got to pick somebody, uh, I want to see the Saints rise up. I, I want to see the Saints rise up. I'm going to go with the Saints. Trev, how you feel? That'd be interesting to see the Saints rise up, like you said. Amazing game they played this past weekend against Las Vegas. Shut him out. Alvin Kamara finally looked like Alvin Kamara. That'd be an interesting team to see. I I, I wouldn't be mad about it. I mean, it's 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 an interesting division this year. It's very interesting. Things are not going as expected at all. Uh, we all thought Tampa Bay would be the clear winner here, and you know, don't even need to get into that now. But that'd be interesting to see the Saints win. Um, Falcons winning would be very interesting too. I really have no clear favorite. I think anything can happen. I think this is the one of the most interesting divisions just because you don't know what to expect to week from these teams. So um, I'd like to see the Saints. That'd be fun. I think that'd be fun. So I got TP, you got any you, any opinions on your favorite division in football? I know what you guys oh. I know what you guys want. I know what you guys want. But I, I think Tom Brady, I think the uh the ageless Tom Brady will um 
find a way to do it again. He might not do much in the playoffs, but it's that's still Tom Brady's division to lose at the end of the day. Now that the divorce is settled. <laughs> yeah, you know, Darth Darth Vader and the Empire, they're you know, they're coming. Cue cue the music, cue the music. You know, those guys are coming up quickly. Um, I don't know. I, Andy Dalton, they, again, it would it would be fun to see the Saints, you know, kind of give Tom Brady and them a little bit of a run for their money. I don't know, I just I just don't I don't think they have enough. And the rest of the team is another reason. No. It's Tom Brady's to lose, even though they're a game back. I don't I trust that. I don't trust Atlanta. I definitely don't trust Atlanta. Oh, no. Can't trust Atlanta. And Carolina. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you guys gotta definitely can't them. trust them. Gotta make sure to keep your helmets on. Yeah. You know, we'll see, we'll see what happens with that weird division. Let's get back to the north. We got the, the wild Vikings this year, man, going crazy. And you got the Packers, the Bears, and Lions. Now, obviously, this is this is clearly the Vikings division to lose. Um, who knows what's going on with Aaron Rodgers? Um, we've seen him turn the clock and do some crazy things in his career, though. Um, but I don't think that's going to happen this year. Uh, the Bears, I know they made some trades. I don't see them doing anything. And the Lions, man, they just they they were they 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 they're where I thought they were going to be, you know, for the last few years. Just bottom of the barrel. Um, so Vikings division to lose. Trev, how do you feel? I agree. Vikings division to lose. They are uh, really far ahead um, in terms of uh, games won so far um, and their toughest competition. I mean, the Green Bay Packers, they've already beaten them. They've already shown that they can uh, dominate them. Uh, I've got nothing else. I don't think Chicago is looking to win this year. They've already traded away Raquan Smith, a big part of their defense. So, I mean, they're already showing that they're looking to Acquire picks, um, just watch Justin Fields get better and better. Um, they gave him peace already. Um, they're just, they want to see how good this guy is, really. Uh, he's dealing with a regime that did not draft him currently, who's in place right now. So uh, I really do think he's auditioning for that, uh, that current regime that they have currently in Chicago. So this is not a year they're trying to really compete seriously. Um, Vikings to lose. Green Bay looks like a mess at the moment. TPI, <laughs> how you feel? Yeah, it's it's very rare that I pick against Aaron Rodgers, especially in the, um, NFC North. But Minnesota's good. We discussed this earlier. Minnesota's a good football team, both sides of the ball. Um, I like the way Kirk Cousins is playing, plus I have him in fantasy, so I know he's not doing too much, but he's doing just enough to get the wins. Um, I don't know what's going on with Aaron Rodgers. It might be his time as well. The shrooms obviously did not help him this season. Justin mm-hmm. Fields, sorry, buddy. And Detroit is in a rebuild, and we understand that. So, Chicago emptied out their defense a little bit. Green Bay hasn't didn't make any moves to get better. They didn't acquire any wide receivers for Aaron to throw the ball to. Minnesota, it's 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 Minnesota's division to lose for sure. Yes. Now, let's get into our favorite division of football. Best division. Our own division, the NFC East. Uh, unfortunately, got the Eagles leading this one right now. Then you got the boys, then the G-Men, and then those commandos. Um, you know, when you when you look at the Eagles schedule on paper and a healthy Dak, you only see them losing one game, unfortunately. So I don't know how we can get there. And I know, and I, 
I'm going to have to make some calls. I'm going to have to make – because we're going to have to get some teams to, to, to get it done. I'm going to have to get in some ears. I'm going to have to – I'm going to have to make some calls, and we're going to have to figure this one out. Something's got to give, but unfortunately, this might be the Eagles' division this year. Um, I don't see them losing any – any more than one game right now in that schedule. It's very unfortunate to say. Uh, how you, how you guys feel? Trev, how are you feeling about that? Unfortunately, I agree with your analysis. I don't really see the Eagles losing a game. I could see them going undefeated this season. Now, it's any given Sunday or Thursday or Monday, whatever game the um, NFL plays on. But I do believe the Eagles can really run the table. Uh, I don't see something, anything on their schedule where they uh, look like they might lose. It does take a lot of energy to win all these NFL games. Look at the Patriots. Um, you know, I, I'm not saying they lost the Super Bowl because they won 16 games, but it takes a lot of concerted effort just to win all these games. And then on top of that, to, um, you know, uh, go deep in the playoffs and, and be ready for that type of thing. But I don't see a team they can lose to. I seriously think they can win every single game so far. Dallas, I think, was their toughest test, and, you know, they passed it. Um, don't want to rehash that game. We've already talked about it, but I don't see how they lose. I mean, Dallas could, you know, run the table too, and we've already lost them. So, you know, there it goes right there. But I definitely think Dallas makes the playoffs. Um, I was looking at a stat, um, some statistics recently. It was like uh, Dallas has like over a 90% chance to make the playoffs. Eagles have like a 99% chance. And I think New York has something like, uh, it might have been 70 or 80. I don't remember the exact number, but. I don't see them losing, to be honest with you. I really don't. CP, how you feel? Um, you know, now that I'm well versed in Philly sports, I don't really. <laughs> oh yeah. Kind of, sorta. Yeah, well, well, yeah. In. What's going on? All right, then. Not saying, not saying I'm a fan of what's going on out there, but I, I know a little thing or two about Philadelphia sports now. The Eagles. It's their it's their division. Um, there isn't a single game on that schedule aside from us that they that like they you know they have a chance of losing. Uh, I mean, we have Minnesota left, we have Tennessee left, we have Philly left. Yeah, those are those are those are three big games that we have to you know pull out. Um, and I mean, and Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers, so he still might try to make it a point to you know throw for five hundred yards against us. So I do think we should win that game, but it's it, it's unfortunately it's it's Philly's division to lose. They 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 might go undefeated, unfortunately, which is crazy to me because we're not going to be able to avoid any Philadelphia fans anywhere if they happen to go undefeated. That's going to be insane. They will talk about that forever. They have to put that over in their shows. They might. Yeah, I might have to go in hiding. I might have to go in hiding. Yeah. Um, You know what though? Let's get into the real, the real deal. Holyfield, them boys. Okay, and boys. Did you see how many points them boys put up last week? Every day. Forty nine. Forty nine. What were they doing? They were playing ball. Playing winning football. And, and I know y'all heard earlier, man, we, I was getting off the phone with Parsons as we were starting the, the – yeah, I was getting off the phone with him. He was telling me about that touchdown. He was so happy, man. I felt so great for him. I was like, you know what, tell the whole team and just enjoy this week, you know, and and just get ready. Just get ready because we back. They got the pack right after, you know, 
we, we were just talking about Aaron Rodgers. They got the Aaron Rodgers in the pack right after, you know, the little bye week. So I told him, rest up. I don't think Dak in his career has beaten Aaron Rodgers yet. I, I think he's 0-2 or 0-3. So I told Micah, I said, get in Dak's here. I tell you, this is his time. If, he, if it's ever time, this is his time. Aaron Rodgers ain't looking good this year. He ain't looking good this year. This is your year. This is your year. When you, when you talked to Micah, did you ask him about Justin Fields jumping over him? Did you, did you ask him about that? Uh, I didn't ask him about that. I I didn't want to bring it up. I I did. I felt like I would have got hung up on. Oh yeah, probably, probably, probably right about that. Yeah, don't don't want to upset the line. I did not want to upset him, but you know what I will do. You know what I will do next week when I talk to him. I'm gonna bring it up. I'm gonna bring it up. I'm gonna bring it up. (laughs) Bring it up. I promise you that because I'm a I'm a I'm a light that fire and we got to get them ready because, like I said, they playing Aaron Rodgers and we all know what happens when we play Aaron Rodgers, unfortunately. Uh, but how y'all feel about that game? Big win for Dallas right before the bye week. Yes, it was. It's it was the high scoring game in the NFL this season. It was also the most points we've allowed, and it's also the most points we've scored. So just very. Uh, interesting facts about that game, just on both ends. Um, I, I do think a lot of points came when the game was seemingly out of reach. You know, unfortunately, I don't know what it is with our team, but when we start getting up, when we start looking really good, we tend to start to take our foot off the pedal just a little bit. I think that definitely happened for like a moment when the game was within like uh, like eight to ten points or something in the third quarter, I believe. And at that point, our defense just stepped it up, and you know, we started just playing Dallas Cowboys defense, or at least what our defense has been known of uh, for this year. So, yeah, um, awesome victory to see that. Um, it's good to see Dak, um, you know, back and playing. I know it's the second game returning. Um, it's great to see our defense is still looking great. Uh, you know, we apparently got running back on the defense. It's pretty crazy. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, they, look, they look good. I was happy to see it. Um, I can't critique but too much because of how much we won by. And, and the nature of which we've won, um, relying on our defense primarily. So, um, great win. Little little things to pick on, but I'm not going to pick on them today. I'm just happy. TP, how you feel? Win before the bye. Um, as, as I'm sure that you all probably could feel in the air, when Dak did that interception before halftime, I was like, why, why are you making that pass? There's no reason to make that pass. It's unnecessary. But – Dak is known for those type of throws, so I can't even really be too upset. I did get a little nervous. I was watching. I was like, there's no way that the Bears come back and do this, right? There's no way. Yeah. Because the Cowboys are known, just like you said, to take the foot off the pedal, and then all of a sudden we're in a game that we shouldn't even be in. But defense locked it up. Everybody said, hey, wait a minute. We're still the Dallas Cowboys. We're known for our defense. Let's just shut all of this down, and that's what we did. Um, Tony Pollard robbed NFC Playmaker of the Week. How many yards did he have? Was it one hundred thirty something? Was one hundred thirty-one and three tugs? Somehow didn't somehow didn't get NFC Player of the Week. Who got it? Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I, I would say Christian McCaffrey <laughs> got it. To be honest, I mean, he just got there. He just got there, man. And I don't think he's. I don't think that's been done. Um, in several years, what he did. People have scored three touchdowns in a week before. Look, I, I feel it, but 
It's just because he's a bigger name. Tony Pollard should have got that award. But that's neither here nor there. Because I mean, that's true. Because he did do something that a lot of players have never done. So I, I'm just a little biased in that discussion at that that point. I mean, honestly, that that what he did the last time that something like that happened. I, I, you, you're, you see, you're old, so you were in high school. Me, I was still in middle school. <laughs> what? Yo, 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 just relax. <laughs> yeah, you like that? He called you an old look, fart, look, he didn't know what was about to happen. He looked, you saw his face. He didn't know what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. But the last funny. time something like that happened, look, I'm going to throw the year out just so everybody knows how old this man is. It was 05. 2005, man. Where were you in 05? I wasn't born yet. <laughs> the entire world has all thrown their caps off to you. <laughs> I, was, I was in my sophomore year of high school. <laughs> I didn't say you had to tell us what year of high school. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Look, look, oh, people on their God. fingers right Hey, look, everybody's on their oh. fingers right now. One, two, three, trying to figure out how old this man is. It's crazy. <laughs> Don't do the math. It's not necessary, guys. It's oh, cool. the math is being I, done. I, I got to agree with that selection. Like, I mean, the, the the history, the year. I mean, he just did it after he just got there. Like, you know, he just showed up there. I mean, he just he just put the pads on. Now he's, you know, um, you know, just. Any other week it was to, it was TP. Any other week. Yeah, I agree. Any other week it, it would have been Tony Pollard. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Maybe. fine. It's, it's fine. It's just frustrating. But, yeah. I'm sure Derrick Henry's done that in the past, like, two years, like, a few times, I'm sure. Well, Derrick Henry's not Tony Pollard. Fuck him. Fuck Derrick Henry. In the long term. Fuck him. No, I'm just kidding. No, like, oh, no, it was, it was a very uh, – game itself, it was, I was like, oh, yeah, we're about to blow these guys out. It's not a big deal. I'm sitting at the bar. Cowboys score. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, game over. And all of a sudden, the Bears sort of eased their way back. I was like, wait. And then that pick before halftime, I was like, I was like, right, here we go. <laughs> defense locked in. That's all I needed to see. We got this bye week and we can rest and relax. Hefe, make that phone call to Michael. Make sure he can get another, you know, get back to pay dirt. Want to see Trayvon get involved again. Uh, Anthony Brown, please tighten up. Yeah, you know, we'll see what these guys do. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk about these guys a little bit more. But you know what? Let's Let's get to why we're really here. It's this Thursday night football time, fellas. We back at it again. Eagles at the Texans. Seven and zero Eagles. The one five and one Texans. Uh, Jalen Hurts, man, he's one and one on Sunday night football, straight up and against the spread. Davis Mills, he's zero and one straight up and zero and one against the spread on Thursday night. As a starting QB, though, man. Davis Mills, let me tell y'all something about Davis Mills. This man is 315-1 in his career. Let me repeat that, 315-1 as a starting QB. And the crazy part about that is he's got three wins, but only beaten two teams. Yeah, you heard that right. He's only beaten two teams. And it's not the Eagles. <laughs> let me tell you that. He's got the Jags number on lock, though. Trevor Lawrence, wake up, buddy. But let's get back into some Thursday night football for you. The Eagles, man, in their last six games, they are 5-1 and one against the spread right now. And I know we got a big, huge spread coming up. I think it's 13 and a half, 14. 
It's 14 now, man. It's going up. Oof. Oof. Got to beat him by two tugs. All right, Jalen Hurts, man. You were born, though, in Houston. And I know. I read the reports. You always wanted to play in this stadium. Well, this is your chance, guy. This is your chance. What are you going to do when the brights, when the lights, I'm sorry, are bright in your hometown? TP, roll me in with some stats, though. Yeah, I just want to. I just want to start off by saying, Jaden, you might have stirred some feathers the wrong way in your hometown. Just rooting for the Astros. Just know that they paid attention. People saw. I saw that too. I'm not tapped in with Philadelphia. I just want to say, man, they saw you. Just, just tread lightly, brother. Tread lightly. <laughs> Obviously, the Eagles are sitting at a league best seven and now. I mean, we have some of the experts saying that they aren't the best team in the NFL. I personally don't think they're the best team in the NFL, but. I mean, we'll see what's going to happen. I have noticed that Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown, after those three touchdowns last week, they look very similar to when Dak's career was was reborn when we when we made the trade for Amari Cooper. We didn't make any trade at the trade deadline this, this year, so I'm a little frustrated about that. But, um, I mean, they did connect for three touchdowns against a lackluster Pittsburgh team. But, I mean, if, you, if we're looking at it and we're being realistic about it, that's what you're supposed to do against teams like that. You're supposed to just bully them. It's a submission, and that's what the Philadelphia Eagles did on both sides of the football, man. I mean, we have a we have a, a college level spread going into this game. Last I checked, it was minus fourteen, and I wouldn't put it past Philly to run the score up real quick and just shut down Davis Mills and this 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 lackluster offense, very stagnant offense. I mean, the Texans were in a close game against Tennessee, and I really just hate talking about AFC AFC South teams, but here we are. Um, Brandon Cooks before the trade deadline was sending out cryptic tweets, making it seem as though he was going to be out of Houston. And there was a deal going through or potentially going through between Dallas and Houston, but it didn't fall through. I mean, this, this, this game should be pretty much open and shut unless Philly wants to drop it. By all means, please do make it a little bit more interesting in the NFC East race, but Philadelphia should blow this team out. I don't, I don't really see Houston showing any sort of competition in this game whatsoever. Yeah, man. Um, yeah, unfortunately, I have to agree with you. I just don't see any competition being played. Trev, how you feel about this, though, man? How you feeling? Today? Oh, oh, hold on now. He got his right. blinders on. I got the blinders on. Uh-oh. All right, y'all. Let's, let's talk about this Thursday night football matchup. We're talking Philadelphia Eagles. We're talking the Houston Texans. All right. So there has been a stat that I've loved throughout the Eagles season. I really just kind of discovered it the past week, but I noticed it was a trend throughout, and I think I want to follow this trend for this particular game. So let me let me pull my information up. All right. So throughout this season, when well, the Eagles have been on this epic run, um, when it comes to the first half uh, scoring this season, they have scored 14 or more first half points in all seven games while actually leading the league with 21 first-half points per game. Um, pretty interesting. So if you look at their look at their record, you look at all the games they played, they managed to put up 14 points in the first half as a team. Pretty impressive, pretty high-scoring affairs for the most part. Um, I actually looked at this bet. I kind of came in – well, I don't want to say bet just yet. I actually looked at the stat um, coming into the matchup against the Pittsburgh Steelers, where the spread was also set at. I think it, the closing line was at 13, which is pretty high. 
And I think people thought that, okay, it's a interstate uh, rival rivalry, I guess, you know, like uh, they're not teams that play each other a lot, but that's a lot of points. It's a college spread, like TP said, just like this Houston matchup. And lo and behold, uh, the Eagles, not only did they score, it was uh, 14, at least 14 points in the first half, they also covered that spread for the full game. Pretty impressive. And they have covered this spread, um, you know, throughout this epic season, like I mentioned. So I do think for this particular game, I, I really like them to cover, um, not just cover because it's not a certain, you know, number that they need to cover over the Texans scoring, but just to put up the points. Um, I think it could come from an interception. I think it come from the pick six, a fumble recovery. Uh, just hurts in that offense, just putting up points. I, I look for them to score early and often. Get those 14 points by the half. I mean, this team is is, is excellent running the ball. Um, the Texans are okay defensively, but they are not okay offensively. I just don't think that they have the firepower to score. I think there's a high probability they turn the ball over. So I'm looking at the Philadelphia Eagles in the first half to score over 13 and a half or 14 points. Little bonus pick, um, just throwing it out there, maybe try uh, 21 points as well. Um, I think they can reach that number. I do think the second half will just be more of them kind of taking the foot off the gas, kind of like they did when they played the Detroit Lions. They were up big in that game, and then they decided to kind of relax and let um, the Detroit Lions kind of come back in and cover that particular spread. I don't think that the Houston Texans will cover the spread, but I never say never in the NFL. Um, it's just one of those games, one of those sports that anything can truly happen, so I really wouldn't look uh, towards that, but Overall, I mean, I think the Eagles are definitely motivated. They want to keep uh, this record that they've got going on. They want to stay unbeaten. So I'm, I'm looking at them early and often in this particular game. I don't want to take the full game. I mean, that's a lot of points. It's a college spread. I was hesitant to take that spread last week. But this week, I mean, um, I really like them. Same bet that's cleared uh, seven times so far, seven times in a row this year, over 13 and a half or over 14 points in the first half. Um, I'm not saying go Eagles, but I, I do believe they win. I got Jalen Hurts on my fantasy team, so uh, hope he scores a couple rushing touchdowns for me. Um, but, yeah, I, I like, you know, everything you mentioned about this team. I mean, I, I don't see how the Eagles lose this one. I think they're definitely motivated to keep winning. So um, I don't have too much to say about the Texans. <laughs> not too much to say about them, so I'm just going to leave it there. Really don't have anything. Uh, I like their running back, though. Their rookie running back, uh, Pierce. He's, he's pretty good. Yeah, so it's a, it's just very unfortunate. Uh, I don't even know if I'm going to watch any of this game. I don't – I do like that bet, though. That That is a good first-half bet. I, I do – I might actually look into that. You know what I'm Seven like, times in a row. It's actually juiced right now, man. I, I was looking at this one two days ago. It's actually up to – for the first half, I think 13 and a half over is like uh, last time I checked, it was minus 150. So maybe you uh, combine that with a, um, you know, something else, parlay it with something, you know, to get better odds on it. Uh, but, you know, uh, hey, it's just something to look hey, at. Hey, Trev, hold on. I got, I'm What's sorry, that? I got to cut you off. Did you see, did you see yes, I saw it. I saw it. I saw it. talking he's, about these. He's, thinking, he's ready he's to go. Thinking, bro. He's <laughs> He's like, that sounds like a lock. Yeah, he's itching. He's itching. He's like, I'm practicing my fan dual decision-making, all right? He's like, it's happened seven times in a row. If I see his car in the Maryland Live parking lot tomorrow, you know what he's taking. That's all I'm going to say. He's like, it sounds like money to me. Yeah, them glasses hit that glare. You saw the big smile. Yeah, he's right. 
He's yeah. in Maryland live tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's my bet that I like a lot. I mean, I don't know if I'll, I'll, I'll go full game, but I really like that one just because of who they're playing and at the rate that it's it's cleared, which is all the time this season. Um, so I don't I don't see this as a um, as a game to back off of it. All right. Well, you know, that's uh, I guess we 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 all got the the Eagles. Uh, unfortunately, it's so hard to say. It's just so hard for me and disheartening for me to say this. That's that's why it's taking me so so long to get it out. Ah, but unfortunately, we all got the Eagles winning this week. Um, you know that it is what it is. Um, like we said earlier, looking at their schedule, they they might just rip off the rest the rest of the season. But you know, we'll see what happens. I'm praying that we're all wrong and the Texans just blow them out of the water, and you know that's not happening. They lose, but you know we'll see what happens. Um, until then, until then, you know, I'll be here. Sitting here doing nothing because I ain't watching that garbage. But you can catch us this coming weekend. We'll talk about the Buffalo Bills. We'll talk about the Jets. We'll get a little division rivalry going on. That'll be fun. We'll we'll see if the Raiders can find the end zone next week too. Uh, <laughs> that'll be very interesting. <laughs> Not even uh, the end zone. Let's let's hope they can find a field goal, man. They're kicking yeah, out right. zero. Um, man, that cost me a game. That cost me a game in my other league. Hey, hey you, who are you telling? Zero points from a kicker that from a guy that averaged ten points all year. That That's what I'm crazy. saying. That cost the game. That, that is cost crazy. The game for me, bro. Um, but you know, we'll get into that. We'll get into some other stuff. You know, we'll see. We'll get some slumps. The Rams and the Bucks, them some slumping slumps. We'll see how that goes. And then some Monday, some Sunday night football. It'll it'll all be interesting. But until then, half phase out. You know what it is. I'm che- I'm checking out the uh the player props right now. I think Trey Young his props, so. I'm just getting prepped, guys. TP's out. Oh. All right, I'm gonna I'm call um one eight hundred um gamble um for you. So that's that's what I'm working on right now. But um until next time, um this is Trev signing out. Thanks for joining us again for another episode of Triple Babble, and we'll see you on Sunday. All right.